Big four zero. Check, check, check. Wow. Four zero. Is that technically over the hill? Yes. Yeah. That'll be a birthday that's coming up soon for me. <laughs> that's no lie. That's the real shit you said on this podcast. Is it? Yeah. Is it though? Word podcast forty. Um, yeah. So, walked in here. I asked Matt, "What uh, what topics do you have? What topics do you have? Ho, 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 he, he doesn't goes, have uh, any. Like none. <laughs> and then he goes, "You ready? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that? I'm gonna find a new cost. Okay. So what do you have? <laughs> a lot of new music came out. Did you listen to any of it? Um <clears throat> uh, let me see. What did I listen to? No, I don't think I did. Um I guess I don't know where to start here. That um they dropped an a dropped an uh, EP that's Oh, I listened to John Bellion. Really dope. John Bellion, what'd you think? Um, I thought it was, I, I thought it was, I mean, he always makes good music that like keeps me interested and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's so. super talented. That's the thing is regardless of like if it's the classic stuff that I normally like, you know, I, I always tend to listen to his stuff all the way through just because it's like way more interesting to me. It's intriguing. Hmm. Yeah, he's always a he's always a good listen because he's so damn talented. Like as a producer, as a songwriter, like he makes very full songs. Yeah, he, like there's no no second taken off. No. Um, he led me to his album and him as an artist. When I listen to him a lot, he leads me to a a question that I've always kind of dealt with in music. And I don't know if it's a me thing or this is for a lot of people out there. Why is it, at least to me, and you tell me if you agree, so much easier or it comes across so much better to sing when you're talking about like super, like either super real shit or like very basic like day-to-day shit. It's so much. Be- it comes across so much better when when it's in melodic form than when you're rapping about it. To me, and John Bellion's an example because I actually I appreciate some of the things he does with his songwriting. Like he talks about um, certain situations that you're never gonna hear in some rap song. Yeah, like even the last song on on his album like really hit me because it talked about something that you and I can actually relate to a lot um, with his mom. Yeah. And, but it was something that I kept thinking, like, it'd be so hard to just make like a rap song and have that type of sentiment come across because it's so much is about the feeling. Yeah. Right. No, I know. Do you kind of agree with that? Well, yeah, because there's so much feeling that's involved that's behind singing. Like it invokes just by the tone of it. It invokes way more. It's, It's less about even what you're saying sometimes and how you're saying it. Like, right. And, that's something that's bothered me as someone that's not a singer that there's just certain certain things that are either super difficult to get around and have come across in a good way or just certain things that I just I don't think I can even really write songs about because they just don't come across how they should. Yeah, I can see that. But John Bellion, I I do appreciate that about him. Um he has a unique voice he has a unique style of production and writing like you know it's him and he will he won't just talk about what you expect to hear on lots of people's albums so um his shit was dope um that actually a lot of the stuff that came out that i listened to including john bellion's um i don't even want to say they didn't have replay value because they do but there weren't like standout tracks that i was like okay let me go put these on the playlist and these are getting ran back all the time as singles. A lot of them I actually appreciated as a whole as projects 
more so than as individual tracks. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt that way with John Bellions. Um, they dropped an, uh, an EP that's dope. Uh, go check that out. They had like a feature on every, they got one with Jeremiah. That's really dope. Um, Smino dropped an album. I know Q is going to be all about that shit. Um, I listened to it once through his was very much. So Smino is very much for lack of a better term, a vibe to me, like super pleasing to the ears, dope to listen to. Um, but his album, his album was that to me. Like it, if I have a knock on it, it just kind of ran together because it was so much of that. Mm. And there wasn't like one that stood out to me as, oh, damn. But they were all good. They were all what I expect from Smino. Okay. Um, so again, that's I'm not trying to knock it. Like I, It was really good music. Right. Um, there just wasn't one off one listen that I can be like, oh, shit, that was the one. Yeah, that was that was what I... Um that was the one I wanted to listen to, but I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's dope. I was, I there wasn't anything I was disappointed with with what I listened to, um, over the last. week. I mean, JID dropped his single for his album with J Cole, um, which was dope. They're really they're rapping, um, okay. and Tory Lanez dropped an album. Mm. Um, Tory's out because I'm a big Tory fan, so he has a high um bar for me, and I I really. I don't really know how the general public reacted to his last album. Like, I know it wasn't received poorly, but I didn't think it got the acclaim it deserved. I thought his last album was super, super dope. Um, this one wasn't quite as good to me. Um, had a few joints that I like. And by the way, I some of these ones that I like off these projects, I have a playlist on Spotify if you go to my page. Um, it's in the artist selection. Just click on that and you'll hear a few of my favorites, but yeah, overall, all the music that dropped, there wasn't anybody I was disappointed in. Um, but there also wasn't the standout project that I was like, Holy shit, this yeah. guy shit on everybody else. This Holy shit. Where'd you find these? Holy shits? shit. Where'd you find them shits? <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Cause we, I know we've had a little stretch here where there hasn't been much music to much new music to listen to as far as projects go. Right. Um, and it was a big week. Yeah. Do you think John Bellion just makes buttloads of money writing for people and producing for people? I'm sure. Yeah. Wonder how you get into that world. Not producing, but writing. Probably the same way you get into the producing world. You just get to know a bunch of other yeah, people just, and Yeah. Once you're once you're in the rooms producing for people, it's easier to get into the rooms writing yeah, for people. Yeah, you gotta be a part of that world. Yeah. That's real. I mean that's the thing is I, I was thinking a lot about that type of stuff recently and I was it does make sense as far as you know we normally think oh like you know you got to be a part of that world in order to like get into that type of industry or whatever yeah or like get into that type of job that's like what it is with every job though true yeah that's real <laughs> like you go to school for a lot of it but you know like you can still go to school for uh like engineering and stuff like that and get into that world a little bit easier and everything, but there's no real school for writing music and things like that. Like yeah. People either fuck with you or they, or you don't. Yeah. No, that that's very real. I mean, knowing people and networking and being in the right place is kind of how everything is going right. these days. With some jobs. are more, some industries are more structured than other industries, but right. it's all really about who you know and what, it, what your credentials are. For that specific thing. Yeah, that's real. Because, yeah, I've always thought that with songwriting and writing for people, like, yeah, obviously some people are better than others for sure, and some people can write for other people. But at myself, I've always been interested in that because kind of like we talked about with singing. Like, I've written songs before that will never see the light of day because I can't execute them vocally. Right. Like, I can write singing songs, but I can't execute them. Right. And I would love for someone else to do it. Yeah. Um. But, obviously, like, I, I can't. I can't get these records to people. Yeah. I mean, it's just like anything else, but yeah, with that probably more so than anything, you got to be in like New York or LA or something like that and really network with the bigger artists. Yeah. Or the bigger agencies and stuff. How'd your fantasy teams do this weekend? Uh, I won two of my leagues and lost one. You in three one. leagues? Mm-hmm. You lost our league? Mm-hmm. 
What are you? How are you? I know you're struggling in ours. How are you doing in the other two? I'm in second place in one of them, and out of sixteen, and I'm in like fourth or fifth out of eight in the nice. other one. But yeah, I mean, other than the one that I'm in second on, like it's just kind of been a like weird year. I I drafted McKinnon in that other league that I'm like fifth in. Stupid. And uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So it's been an uphill battle for me ever since. So I was trying to think about different topics. Um, we're always looking for different music things, but you know, every weekend I sit in front of my TV and I watch football and basketball because mm-hmm. now it's basketball season mm-hmm. and i was like you know might be time once in a while i do a couple sports topics here might be time for a sports topic oh i have a sports topic i forgot to write it down but i have one too go for it so i was watching the state game yesterday mm-hmm. and i watched a little bit of it the hoop game and then i saw Izzo's press conference with which made me want to talk about this even more because I was thinking it the entire game. Okay. Did you see his press conference after no. the no, he was he was pissed. No, I didn't. And it was because basketball is now starting to go the way of football, where it's like, why do we have to like review and um stop the game so much to get all these minute calls right? Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I do remember there was one play I saw in the second half where they went to review to see if the guy like hit one of our guys in the face or something like that. Mm. And they were looking at it forever. Mm. But Izzo was pissed before that. Like he he thought the guy hit our guy in the face, was super pissed, and then they went to go yeah. look at the monitor. So I'm surprised that he was no, he mad that they there were doing that. there were so many stoppages. Like okay. so many. And he actually is on this. He feel he goes like this will not happen very often. But he was like, I feel bad for the refs. And he was like, because the higher ups are making them call the game this way. Yeah. And he was like, I cannot. He was like, I, I just can't stand it. He even went like at the end of the press conference. He was like, so who likes the way that this is like being done and who doesn't like he actually like took a poll of the press and stuff yeah and he was like i might be like really old or whatever but he was just like i cannot stand the stoppages like i can't do it anymore it's just ridiculous i i agree with that i think it's stupid like and it it, it was it was bad yeah this last game well it It was terrible that's a good example to me is like they go to the monitor to review if this guy like elbowed Ward in the face. Mm. Okay, if you can't figure that out in 30 seconds, you're done. Yeah. Like, you're done. If yeah. if it's not obvious that this guy elbowed him in the face, then stop looking at it and move on. Right. Or, like you said, there's certain things, there's certain things that are just, to me, sports. Calls yeah. are going to be missed. Yeah. Certain things are, certain dirty play is going to be missed. Yes. Now, are there egregious things that, like, if they happen, you'd like to catch them? And if we can catch them by looking at replay, like, should we? Yeah, but it is a very slippery slope. Especially with basketball, though, because it just ruins the flow of the game. Yeah. Like, dude, you cannot keep... And and he was even saying, too, um, that the fouls are even getting ridiculous as far as the touch fouls and everything like that. And he was like the the um the higher class players like the ones that are out on the floor the most are having a hard time staying on the floor yeah and oh dude just okay like, don't even get me started on fouls in college basketball because i think it's it's really hurting the college game a refs just call fouls way too much okay yeah that's problem a but if that's going to be the case the easiest solution to fix college basketball with the foul situation is just make fouling out six fouls like the pros. Because I wouldn't have a problem. It with sucks that. so bad to get into the tournament one and done, right? Mm-hmm. You got a star player that brought you to the tournament. Yeah. And a ref in the in the first five minutes decides to call two ticky tack fouls on him and it changes the whole game. Yeah. 
No, it, I know. It shouldn't be that way. And and it, it actually does suck for refs too because refs make mistakes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you get a charge block call that could go either way and you call it a block and that happens to be the second foul for this team's star player. Yeah. And and the whole game is changed. Well, and you get killed, but you're going to you have to make tough calls as a ref. It's right. A couple fouls on a guy should not change the whole damn game. But I think and I think Izzo's point was to take it a step further and be like, "Look, they're introducing all these new ways to like call fouls and things like that for the sake of being safe and things like that." Right. And he was like, "I'm all for being safe and I'm even all for the game becoming less physical and more athletic and things like that." But he was like, "There has to be a physical part of the game. Yeah. There has to be." And he was just like, "If you don't have that, then everybody just fouls out like yeah. all the time. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know about you, but when I go to a basketball game, I want to see the, either the highest paid players or the seniors and right. the juniors and stuff but play. That's exactly why I'm saying six fouls is the easiest solution because you can still call the game the way you're calling the game. If that's what you really yeah. want to do. Yeah. Like, like Izzo said, if that's what he said is, you know, if you want to take out all this harmful, if you don't want to make it bang, bang, physical game, whatever. Hmm. Okay, call it that way. Just make it six fouls. So, like you said, the best players can remain on the court. Yeah, exactly. Like, you got fouling out and getting pulled out of the game because of fouls should be a very rare thing. Yeah. It's a super common thing. Right? No, I know. Well, it stemmed from the this play where um, Knicks was going for an offensive. Ward? Or Ward, sorry. Ward was going for an offensive uh or maybe it was a defensive. I can't remember. He was going for a rebound. And um, the the guy on Florida Gulf Coast boxed him out. And he backed up as Nick, as or as Ward was going up for the rebound. Um, he boxed him out too far. And he came up under him and mm-hmm. he flipped it. Ward flipped over. Mm-hmm. Um, they called uh, flagrant and ejected him for that. Really? For that. And it's a new rule that, like, if it's any sort of, like, really? egregious. And that's what it stemmed from. I didn't from. see that. Oh, yeah. He got ejected. I saw it live. And that's that's where all this stemmed. That's but he, crazy. He was like, there were a lot of calls like that and whatever. And, and Izzo's like, it's not even the ref's fault. They called it right. Right. According to the rules. Right. That's but crazy. these rules need to change. That's crazy. That's just someone boxing out. Ejected? Ejected. Bro, it's the whole thing, like... I was listening to Joe Rogan, and he in multiple um, episodes of his podcast, this gets brought up, and it's true. It's like whenever somebody says something wrong or whatever, we automatically go to they need to be fired. They lose their job. Yeah. Like yeah. there are other punishments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same thing with like people going to prison. Like yeah. for nonviolent things. Yeah. Oh, you did this? Going to, going to prison. No, yeah. there's other ways to punish people. Yeah. Obviously, this is a way lesser case, but same type of thing. Like, okay, you want player safety. You want to keep people from doing this. Okay, there are lesser punishments to get the point across than to just say, no more game for you. You prepare all week for this. Nope, you're gone because you boxed out. Like, it's not even an intentional thing to hurt somebody. Right. He boxed out too aggressively. Right. And like, the, get out like, of call here. Call a foul. Right. Dude, like we just talked about, it's so easy to foul out in college basketball and get pulled out of the game because of foul trouble. Just call a foul. That's yeah. harm enough. Agreed. Agreed. That's, or, 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 call, or a call of, was it a second flagrant or something? Like, I don't even know. Because I, it, just, I, I feel like there had to be something else. I, I don't think it's I, just I turned on the game injection. literally five minutes before it happened. So I don't okay. I don't know. So maybe what. that was his second one, but yeah. It, it seemed it, pretty early in the game for it to be his second though. Either way, <laughs> you shouldn't get ejected for something. I, like I don't know, but either either way, the play itself to even garner a, a flagrant or whatever they called on him yeah. was absurd, yeah. first of all. Because he was literally just boxing out. That's all he was doing. No, it's it's stupid. I mean, athletics basketball and football are supposed to be somewhat physical. That's what the games are. So I just, I hate the fact of just pulling somebody out of the game for shit like that. Like that's what these kids live for. It's what they do. Like they're, especially in college, these guys are, are hoping to make a future for themselves. A lot of them in this game and to just be like, this game's off, this game's off the agenda for you to try to make a name for yourself because you boxed out too hard. That's, that's shitty. 
But I mean, it's it, it's the same type of stuff and that's going not on gonna, in the NFL. Even if they're not going to make something of themselves at the next level, all the more, all they have is these games. Right. You know, that's a senior and you just tell them, nope, not this game. Right. Did you see that hit on the Miami player? No. Uh, on Sunday, it was like, I mean, hard hit, like unsafe, like hit, legal hit, mm. like not head to head, not anything like that. Just literally came out of nowhere and blocked the dude. Yeah. Like, and it was legal, but they called something because it was too hard. Yeah. And the, and the guy did get really hurt and everything. And it was, he got knocked out for a second and blah, blah, blah. But it's football, dude. You know that that's going to happen. It was a tackle. Did he hit him in the head? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand that then. But it was, it was like when you saw it, you were like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, and, and, uh, to the ref's benefit, like it could have, you could have thought when it happened that he did hit hit him in the head, but mm-hmm. the replay showed that he didn't. Okay, and it was just, it was hard. It was a hard, really fucking hard hit. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And yeah, it sucks that it happened and blah blah blah, but it's football. Yeah, there's lots of there's what like I'm on the side of safety as well. There's just ways to do this shit without changing. Well, and the if sport. you don't like it, don't play the sport. Yeah. Like well, that, well, it's that's an what easy I mean. Okay, thing. like a receiver's going across the middle of the field, right? Right. And a defender lays him out. Like I'm all for the taking out the like leading with the helmet, hitting people in the head. Like oh, yeah, I'm, I'm of, with getting of, that out of for here. sure. So if you do that, because like, it's not that, necessary right, to make the tackle. Right. So take that off the table. But you going across the middle of the field and you get laid out, dude. Blame the quarterback. Yes. Or you have a choice as a wide receiver to like alligator arm that shit. Like, right. don't go for it. Whatever. Like, don't run that play. The defender's there. Right. He's there to defend. I'm pretty sure it was a punt return and he was coming to make the tackle and the other guy was just like, nope, and just blocked him and like, boom. Cause he didn't even see him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. But it, it wasn't even one of those running over the, running through the middle type of plays that you know there's a risk going on or whatever. Like it was literally that the, both of the teams were running at each other and the guy just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, and just got lit up. Yeah, I'm with you. So the the sports subject that I wanted to tackle today is tanking in professional sports, specifically the NBA because I think it's the most logical sport to do it in like it's it's the most straightforward one Mm. um the reason i was thinking about it is just every weekend i sit down and i watch sports and sometimes throughout the week with basketball and we here in michigan have to deal with the detroit pistons and the detroit lions obviously the lions have a long history of being absolutely terrible um like basically rivaled only by the browns in the nfl yeah. Um, but since about 2010, the Pistons and the Lions have been, in my opinion, the worst thing a sports fan can ask for, which is zero chance to win a championship and zero chance to get a top pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah. So when you're a GM, you have a job to do, right? And to me, it's win a championship. At least that's what they lead the fans to think. Like, So maybe their job is to make money because maybe the owner would rather just make money than like win a championship. But I would argue that winning a championship makes you money, makes you more money, right? Like yep. becoming a winning organization, winning championships will make you the most money in the long term. Right. The warriors don't have a problem filling their seats. They don't have a problem getting on TV, selling merch business. Business is booming for them. Right. Because they're a winner. Yeah. The Lakers they can get any player in free agency because it's L.A., right? Like, players want to live there. They want to go there. They also have a history of winning. Smaller market teams, to me, have no other option than to do well in the draft. Or, like in the Pistons' case, completely overpay for an aging star like Blake Griffin because we're out of touch and love being average. <laughs> but no free agent wants to come play in Detroit. Right. Unless... Maybe, unless, we already have a young, good talent base. Like, example, look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Paul George and Carmelo wanted to go play there because they had Russell Westbrook, and they thought they could win there. Mm. How, how did Russell Westbrook get there? The draft. Right. 
OKC wasn't just going to come out of nowhere with a shitty team and some free agent going to be like, I want to go play in OKC. Mm. It's just the nature of the business. So here's what people need to understand. Tanking in and of itself is a strategy. It's not defined by like one terrible season and let's hope and pray we get LeBron. Right. Like it's a decision to be the worst team in the league for at least three straight years, if mm. not like three to five. Yep. Has to be a three to five year decision because you might miss on a pick or somebody yeah. or, or you might get hurt. Like yeah. you get rid of your bad contracts, you stockpile draft picks, you sell off your talent, and you start over. Yes. Okay. Yep. Now, here's the most logical thought process against tanking that I can understand. I can wrap my head around this one. In professional sports, you don't want to, like if you think about the big picture of professional sports, like you're a commissioner or whatever, you don't want to reward non-competitiveness. Right. Pro sports are are entertainment. That's how they make their money off us, the consumer tuning into an entertaining game. Right. So if a bunch of teams are trying to be bad, that's going to hurt your product. Yeah. Also, fans pay money to support the team and be entertained. And, you know, where will the fan support go if you're openly sucking for three to five years? Yeah. Okay. If you're truly a fan of a team, you want to win a championship. Right. You can tell when the team's openly tanking. I bet a vast majority of those fans would rather come see a team that has a rookie number one pick in the draft than a team that's destined to finish 10th in the conference and miss the playoffs. Like, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like if they're if they're both going to be bad teams, I'd rather see this rookie number 1 pick than just this decent team. Yeah. In addition, maybe unless you're Detroit fans though, we're insane because we just show up to everything. Maybe, but <laughs> dude, people aren't showing up to the Pistons games. They cannot fill that arena at all. That's true. At all. That's true. Okay, so even if sales went down substantially while you're tanking, okay? Mm. I would be willing to bet that you would recoup that shit times a million with all those top picks. You know, plus you're going to you're going to overcome the down years with all the years of good shit after the tank. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that. If you do your job, right? Cuz at the very least, I'm glad you said if you do your job, right? Last point, at the very least, you're going to be able to create an intriguing team that fans will be intrigued and entertained by because of these top picks, right? Like, yeah, because to your point, if you do it right, even if you do it wrong, these top picks are interesting for the years that they're there. Right. Okay. But to for how long, though? I uh, right, about. right. And to your point of like championships and creating winning, like, yeah, you still right. got to do it right. I right. agree. Okay. So take the seven the the Philadelphia 76ers. They're the best example. They're the most recent example of like tanking in the NBA. Okay, so it's 2018 now. In 2014, they had the third pick in the draft. Mm. Joel Joel Embiid. Okay. Baller. Yep. In 2015, they had the third pick in the draft. Jalil Okafor. Bust. Mm. Complete bust. Mm. Third pick in the draft. 2000 the, the next year, 2016. They had the first pick in the draft. Ben Simmons, baller. Last year, first pick in the draft, Markel Fultz, bust. I'm willing to say it already. Look at this dude's fucking jump shot. It's it's a joke. Okay? And like the so they had two two real good picks with a first and a third and two busts with a first and a third mm-hmm. in 4 years. Okay. And like they're when they picked Okafor, they could have had Porzingis with the next pick. When they picked Fultz, they traded up to get him. They could have had Tatum. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to me, that's four years. That's four top three picks, two number ones. Mm-hmm. They only got two Hoopers out, out of four there. So, to me, they did pretty bad with those picks. Right. Obviously, throughout those years, you're, you're stacking up other talent and, and picks and such, and they were just, like last week, able to trade some of those young pieces and get Jimmy Butler, who's a real good player, yep. you know, at in his prime right now, not super young, <clears throat> but not old yet. So just like that, from 2014 when they first drafted Embiid till now, four years, five years, you know, they have a big three and they're a force to be reckoned with. Like, 
yeah, you maybe you don't pick them to win the championship, but they could win the championship. Like yeah. they got two super young pieces to go with Jimmy Butler. You know, you you put the right things around them. They're a force to be reckoned with. So, like, I don't even think they did amazing. Like, I don't think they did a very good job with the picks and talent that they accumulated. I don't. I think they could have had a better squad with all that shit, but they did average to bad, and they have this to show for it. Right in four or five years. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got the Pistons. Okay. Starting between 2018, I'm going to start with 2018 and go to 2010. 2018, no first round pick. We traded it away. 2017, 12th pick. 2016, 18th pick. 15, 8th pick. 2014, no first round pick. 2013, 8th. 2012, 9th. 2011, 8th. 2010, 7th. Mind you, only one of those years did we make the playoffs as an 8th seed. Where we got swept. Yeah. So we didn't, we don't have a playoff win in all those years. So for all the people that are against tanking because you can't give the fans that shitty product day in and day out for years. There's already a shitty product. Which team would you rather be? The Pistons or the Sixers? I can tell you as a Pistons fans, I'd rather be the Sixers. Yeah. So, like, as for the argument before that that it makes the league less competitive, you know, when I said, like, from a commissioner perspective, right, you don't want that, that's a problem. I agree. But until they change the rules, it's your job to make your team good. Yeah. Take advantage of the rules. Like, it's not your job to make the league good. So, you're just going to be the dummy team out there for everyone to beat or get better draft picks then? Like, so I'm a fan of the martyr team now? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Happy to be a fan. It's not entertaining. And the Lions piss me off with this shit too, but it's not as straightforward as hoop because like one or two guys can't necessarily turn it around on yeah, their, yeah, on their yeah. own as easily. But yeah. dude, the Lions haven't won their division since 1993, much less a Super Bowl. We've been seven and nine or nine and seven for the last five years, which unfortunately is unprecedented success for the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets you nowhere as a franchise. It's just frustrating to be a fan. Right. So my thing is, as a fan. Give me some direction, up or down, because if you decide to actually take the strategy of going down and tanking, it will result in good things, especially in basketball. Hmm. I just don't understand why you continue to take the strategy of mediocrity. Right. Do, like, do the higher-ups actually think we can compete with these good teams? They can't. There's no way they can actually think that. Yeah. But like when we went out and made that Blake Griffin trade, we're just openly saying, no, we're not, we're not going to tank. We're going to be average for, for the length of this contract. Yeah. It's frustrating as a fan, man. I don't know. Fan man Gundy. Dude, I haven't, I haven't watched a Pistons game in I don't know how long. They started off this year like 5 or 6-0, and oh, and I was watching them, and then they shit the bed sense. I mean, you are what you are, dude. We're... There's really good teams in the NBA, and we are not one of them. Like, that's the thing. All those seventh, eighth, ninth picks we got for, from between 2010 and now, we got Andre Drummond out of one of them. And he's not even a franchise player. He's a really good player. Yeah. But he's not, a, he's not one of those guys. And it's, it, that's the thing, man. It, you normally think, oh, top 10 pick. That's good, right? It's good. You can get someone like Andre Drummond. Yeah. But when you get one of those top three picks – you got a really got good it, chance yeah. to get a stud. Exactly. And that's what you got to do. And it's easy. Just lose. Just lose. Yeah. How much better is it to win 30 games than 20? Like, does it really make your season that much better? No. It's not helping you fill the seats. No, that's the thing. Even if you make the money argument, it's not. there's no way it's helping you. Go look at a Pistons game and see how many fans are there. No, you're, yeah. They can't pay people to come. It's sad, man. It just pisses me off because it's staring you in the face. Like these guys get paid so much money to do these GM jobs and and shit like that. And I know there's probably other circumstances like they're dealing with their owner. Like, oh, we got a chance to go get Blake Griffin. Go get him. Like that'll fill the seats. It's because dumbasses are making these decisions. Right. No, it's so stupid. All right, that's enough with the sports, I guess. <laughs> you guess? Yeah. Well, we have. Two things that we could do right now. We could take our voicemail 
or we could listen to our first submission of uh oh shit of unsigned music. Okay, I heard the uh I heard the voicemail number got disconnected, huh? Yeah. That must uh, be why they weren't rolling in. <laughs> I don't know. That was weird. <clears throat> it just wasn't working, so I had to recreate the number. All right, let's uh let's do them both. Fuck it. What do you want to start with? I want <laughs> So someone submitted a song? We had multiple submissions, but I'm only doing one. So you've listened to all of them? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm nervous. No, this is I. I all right, let's do it. Let's do right, it. I don't even right. want to be. Right. I don't want to be swayed I'm, one way or another. I'm gonna play it. Okay. All right. Oh, can you uh, unplug your aux? Yeah. For some reason, we have a problem with that. Caught me by surprise. That shit was nice. Dope. But windows line the walls of my room. The past lives and words like a lost and found. So that was all the way there by RX Soul. Dude. What do you think? I'm impressed. You're impressed, huh? I was like, I was just kind of chilling, vibing when the first verse was on. Um, it's got a unique voice, like kind of a, like when I was listening to the verses, almost a, a like a classic rock voice. And then when that hook came on, it was like a whole change up. Yeah. Kind of snapped me out of my vibe, yeah, in a good way. It was a very groovy. That shit was. That hook was money, man. Were you expecting the worst? I was. I I thought. The, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I thought we were gonna get like. I I thought you were gonna play me some shit that I was gonna have to be like, dude, this is not it. <laughs> and I don't even know if I want to do this segment anymore because I, I I don't like like I I don't even I don't get enjoyment out of critiquing people's art because. It's art, man. Like it's 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 your personal expression. But I get that it's entertaining, and so that's why we're gonna try it out. But I don't get enjoyment out of shitting on people's yeah. stuff. But no, that I was I was very, very pleasantly surprised. I was very dope. Who was that against? That again? RX Soul, really dope. RX Space Soul, very dope. Yeah. What, what'd you think? 
He's on Spotify and shit. Nice. Um, no, he's and I think he's actually got a decent amount of sub, like followers and stuff like that. He so, should. Yeah, I mean, um, I've when I first heard it, I thought it was super dope. Like the beat is super, like super groovy. Like reminds me of something that like Knox would make or something. Did he like say that. anything about does he produce or? No, he was just like didn't say i i don't leave any space for them to like they just submit a file yeah well they submit a link to like whatever good shit yeah it was dope so i he pretty he just submitted his uh soundcloud page and i saw that he was on spotify and stuff so i checked it out and he was just like play any of these or whatever so nice i just played his top one on spotify so nice hey one for one with the submissions i was i was definitely nervous no, it was dope. I the hook that. is money. Big fan of the hook. All right, guys. You got to beat that one. <laughs> um, okay, we got one voicemail this week. Um, it's uh, it's on Twitter, so rem- remember you can submit on that, too. If the voicemail's down, you can always go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. What's wow. up, guys? It's that one lonely fan from the Netherlands. I hope you still remember me. I do. Um, it's been a while since I sent in a question, so I was like, it's about time I sent in another one. So it back is. in 2015, you guys inspired me to start writing as well. And it, it took two years before He's I finally released soul. a song on, on <laughs> any platform, really. Um, that doesn't mean I didn't write any songs before. I think I have like at least 20 to 25 songs I've never released, but I was just not happy with the lyrics or not happy with the beat or a combination of the two. And those songs will probably never be released uh, and to add to that um a couple of months ago uh, cyrus actually decided to release some of his unreleased songs which he uh released on soundcloud only personally i thought those were really good songs that i didn't really understand why he didn't release them before so um becky i was wondering do you have any unreleased songs or songs you just weren't satisfied with or anything like that do you have those lying around somewhere and if you do is there any chance us fans will ever be able to hear them. I I personally enjoy almost everything you put out, so so it would be really dope to hear those one day, maybe. So yeah, basically my question is, do you have unreleased songs lying around? And if so, is there any possibility us fans will ever be able to hear them? Anyway, I, I love the podcast, guys. Uh, keep it up. Apollo is a great artist, great new addition to the Spectators Collective, and um, I love you guys. Peace. You can call in any time because I, I just like listening to your voicemails. <laughs> um, and good question. Uh, <clears throat> yes, I do have unreleased songs. Um, when I started doing the Inkblot singles, um, I I actually released a few of those and I also started to go back and craft some verses and some other things that I had in unreleased material into songs. Um, because I do, I'm a proponent of kind of like what you said with Cyrus, you didn't understand why he didn't put those out. I do think most songs that artists don't think are good enough or that they didn't put out for some reason, the fans are going to enjoy. Yeah. And this day and age, we always say it. Unfortunately, sometimes it is a lot about quantity. Like Get get your shit out there, because um, people have already forgotten about your last shit. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I'm a proponent of obviously to a to a degree. If you got if you got shit, you put some time and effort into. Put it out. Um. But I, that's not to say I don't understand why artists don't. Um. So yeah, I guess to answer your question, I don't have some anymore. I did at one point before all these singles. I don't have some batch of just completed unreleased songs, but I'll always have unreleased verses and drafts of songs that just didn't like, I even talked about singing and stuff before I write songs. I record different things that just don't always turn out the way I want and, and, and really won't. They just, you know, sometimes it's just a fail Mm. and yeah, maybe some of the fans would like some of those, but, I guess at the end of the day, it's my decision on how I want to represent my sound. And if I, if there's a reason why I don't like these things, I don't, I don't put them out, but, but no, there's not some anymore. There was, but there's not some place that I just have a bunch of unreleased 
music that's like waiting to be put out of like 30 songs, you know? It's not like that. It's like different bits and pieces of things that maybe I will. Like, I actually use drafts of songs as like notes. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll 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 need eight more bars in a in a verse and I'll go back to some old shit which will spark some different lines in different direction and I'll use a form of some old line that I never used in a new song. Yep. In that way. So Yeah, good question. And I would recommend like he was talking about starting out in music and he has stuff he was scared to put out and blah blah blah. I would recommend starting out. Mm. Don't get into the trap of it's not good enough, it's not good enough, it's yeah. not good enough. Because I, I'm always a proponent of make shit to the best of your ability. Make it right. the best you can. Don't put out garbage if you can avoid it. Right. But if you made it the best you could, put it out. Yeah. It has to start some, somewhere. And if people fucking kill it, if people are like, this is garbage, well, then you know. I got to do better next time. Right. And then do a little better. And if they still kill it, do right. better. But you have to start somewhere or you'll never start. You're, you're never going to learn unless you put it out. Yep. Like. That's yeah. You, and don't expect yourself to be a pro. Yeah. I've, I've said it before. If I, if, if, if I was still putting out shit that sounded sound quality and rap quality, how my first song sounded, I wouldn't be here. But yeah. if I never put that song out, I also wouldn't be here. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Good question. Dope. Well, so what are we at? 40 some minutes. Mm. I guess before we get out of here, I want to touch on um, something I, I mentioned last week. Um, I posted that video on <clears throat> our, our pod posted on election day last week. Um, and I posted that one minute video that basically said, if you have no idea what you're doing, don't vote. If you're uninformed, better not to vote than to vote for the sake of voting. That's mm-hmm. basically what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I was, I was critiqued by one of my friends because he thought I could have a more productive message, like go get informed and vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally agree with, with that. Like, I agree that that message is the ideal message, right? Right. Like, that's the best thing people can do. I agree. I also think and thought at the time that people have received that message left and right leading up to election day. Mm. Um, So I disagree with the part that my message was unproductive because the whole population is saying, go vote. So me being one of the millions adding to that is not productive to me. Right. Um, So I added a separate message and I spoke to certain people and, and my, my friend who I I won't say, cause I'm not trying to, it's not a, like a bad, I'm not trying to call anyone out, whatever. But my friend who was critiquing me even, agreed that uninformed people shouldn't vote but still wanted to have a problem with me saying it mm-hmm. um and i just wanted to say like this this goes to a lot of things in social media and stuff but you can think two things like i can think both things uninformed people should get informed and vote All right for sure yeah if they choose to remain uninformed which a lot of people do mm-hmm. let's not pretend here All right then they shouldn't vote. And that's yeah. what I said. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. And, and, and I even said that in the video, like, yeah. of course the best thing to do is get informed and vote. Right. But if you're not, don't vote. Right. So I just, it's kind of something I didn't want to nitpick on this one thing, but it's, it ends up being a bigger picture thing when you think about social media and stuff. Like I hate the, I agree, but sentiment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, you agree. Right. Like, cause it, to me, it comes across as a lot of times as I agree, but that's not politically correct. Or I agree, but that's not what everyone says you should be doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and and to that, I say, well, good. Like, so th- I actually have a chance of what I'm saying actually has potential to be. Productive. I agree, but that's not positive. Like, yeah. That's the thing is, but it's real, but it's real. Yeah. Exactly. Think like truth isn't always like rainbows and butterflies. Like sometimes you need to hear stuff that's not necessarily easy to hear. Right. And, and, and most of the time that stuff ends up being the most productive shit yeah. and the shit that someone might actually hear and be like, Oh, I never thought about that because everyone else is saying just this. Right. But you added to it. Right. And that's why I said it. So it, it was funny too, because part of his critique was, he said, it's a reach to think a bunch of people are out here voting just to vote. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I kid you not. A podcast that I regularly listen to that you guys know because I reference it, the the Joe Budden podcast. The next day, <laughs> I'm listening on my way to the office at like eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I hear this. Let's make sure the sound's up. He told, you, he told you the mathematics that, after? Yeah. That sticker get, made me really have a talk with myself about what I had to prove to the internet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't take a picture. None of that shit. I wasn't doing that. Because I, I did get happy when I, when I saw people post their sticker and post them at the, you know, I was, I was, I was pleased. Yeah, it's tough. But I'm going to be honest, though. Like, and I was, I was thinking about this on the way walking into the poll. And... I was walking in there, and I literally had no idea who the fuck was running, who was doing what. I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just not the politics guy. I do understand what people went through in this country in order for me to vote, so I don't disrespect that, so I do vote. But I told myself when I was on that line, like, I'm going to start paying more attention to this politics because I shouldn't just vote just to say I voted. I think that's stupid. Shit, that's almost more. I think that's stupid. Now I support. I support because. So, you really? It's really a reach to think a bunch of people are voting just now. But I just randomly heard this the next morning on a podcast I listen to all the time. So it's definitely not a reach. It's not. And I'm not saying just because I heard that. I'm saying I thought that already. I have reasons to think that already. And then I just randomly hear that, and so that's exactly the shit I was talking about. And props to Maul for admitting that. Yeah. Like I think that's dope to think critically about that shit instead of just going with the the PC thing and the thing everyone's going to accept. So much more gets accomplished by that than by doing what everyone else does or saying what everybody else says. And I would even, like I even did when I said it, I, I'm not saying everyone has to be a politician. Like he said, I'm not the politics guy, no. whatever. And and he even, like, if you want to listen to that podcast, it's, it's Joe Budden Podcast episode 194, and it's somewhere in the high 20s. Um, time remark because he goes on to say some other things and like to me like we were talking about this afterward you and I and I'm not asking much of people as far as informed like even if someone tells me you know what these people in my life that I really respect a lot of are Republican or these people that I, like my parents who are my heroes and I, I pretty much agree with everything with them and I side with them, they're Democrats. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I vote the way I do. Yeah. You know what? Is that, to me, is that the best? No. No. But is it perfectly acceptable? Absolutely. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'm talking about people, like Maul said, I walked in there and had no, no idea. idea. Yep. I didn't even ask. And that's what I'm talking about. And yes, obviously the best thing to do is go get informed. Right. But that is separate from if you're not informed. Right. And it's election day and it's right. time to go cast your vote. And I, I think you're fooling yourself if you don't think that that's a problem, especially this day and age, just because it is the trendy, the, the ads and everything like that have made it be the trendy thing to do. And what do people like to do? The trendy thing. Yeah. And With that, without even knowing like, right. Yeah. And, and so that, I just wanted to, to clear that up because it's, to me, it was already like, it was pretty clear. Right. And and I didn't really have a, like no one really had a problem with that, but it was this one person whose opinion I respect, like whose opinion I've, uh, I I value, and you know I I like having conversations about this shit, but you know sometimes on on Twitter and whatnot, there's not enough characters to say yeah. certain things. So. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying uh, like it would be great if voting was trendy, but you have to take it a step further. Right. Like when I say voting, I mean putting in an informed vote. <laughs> right. I don't just mean going to the polls and having no fucking idea who the hell's right. vote or who the hell's running or any right. of the issues or anything like that. And I do think that that is more of a problem than people are willing to admit. Yes. Yes. And even if it's a small problem, I think addressing that small problem is more valuable than just doing what everybody else does and saying go vote. There's nothing wrong with saying go vote. No. But as far as if we're going to actually assess value. Right. Me going on Twitter and saying go vote probably affects zero people yeah but it makes me get some retweets and likes yeah because everyone agrees well it's the feel-good statement of the day yeah and yeah for sure and i um i guess i'll just go a step further as far as like even when i went to the polls on tuesday i was you know i was uncomfortable with a couple of the issues that i probably probably hadn't done enough research on and didn't vote like some of the proposals and stuff yes Or even some of the people that were on the ballot. Right. 
Um, it's just, it's a personal responsibility that you have to like, no, it's, it's beyond the social media. Hey, look, I voted. Here's my sticker type of yeah. a thing. And again, it's the last time I'll say it, but just to be absolutely clear, it's your reason. I'm not telling everyone has to be super educated and have these substantial no. reasons. Like if no. you're, if your reason is, Hey, I generally believe in the democratic platform and I want the Democrats to control the house and the Senate. So I'm going to vote. Democrat, that's a great, that's a great reason. At that's, least you have a reason. That's a great reason, especially because I, I think the vast majority of, of even informed people, they don't know every, every candidate they're voting on and everything they stand for. No. But they know their party and they know their yeah. general, like, and that's fine. That's as absolutely long as, fine. As long as you know generally, yeah. like that's it. And that's yeah. not asking much, dude. You, you, like and I said, I, the I last even, podcast, you can do. 45 minutes of research and find out a lot of shit. Right. And I even, I respect Ma openly saying like as a black man, he votes because he knows what people went through to give him those rights. Yeah. And I appreciate that sentiment. Now I would say if that's literally the only reason you're voting, that's not a good reason. Yeah. But it's a great reason for you to get informed and go vote. Right. Because here, here's the thing. That's that's what keeps getting um, uh, mistranslated as far as like when people say they gave you the like people fought to give you the right to vote. What does the right to vote mean? Like, does it if literally just mean the it. action of right. like voting? Exactly. Or does it mean putting in an informed vote? Right. Yep. I, I know. And it, it's the same. I don't care what party. I don't care what whatever. I, it, it's the same thing. Same thing. Right. And if somebody wants to argue with me that somebody like people fought to just literally give me the right to like actually like mark a mark on a ballot and send it in regardless of what I whether I what I think about it, like if I've thought about it, <laughs> yeah, then we can have that argument. But that, I think that right because it is it is regardless of what you think about it. It's but it's not regardless of if you if thought about I've thought about right. it. That's what I meant. Right. If I've thought about it. Right. So yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to clear that up and not, not that it really needed. I just thought there was important um, things that could branch off of that. But um, yeah, that's about it. Shout out to everyone that, that did put in an informed vote though. Cause I know that's the, that's the majority of people and you know, props to everyone for, for believing in something and going out and casting their vote. Cause that's important. Word. Is that it? Yeah. We got a special guest next week. Oh, yeah. Cyrus is going to be on the podcast to update us on what the hell has been going on with him. Oh. Um, also, new merch today at some point. And I don't know when that will be, but it will be some point Probably today. Probably tonight. Probably tonight. Because we won't even be getting it in. I, just, I don't know when it's going to be delivered. Well, that's what though, I mean. So. We don't even technically have the merch in our possession right now. So right. fingers crossed. Right. It's been a... Huge pain in the ass. I feel like we've said this at the end of every podcast for three weeks that we have new merch on the way, but right. But it will be today, and we will get it up as like fast as we can. So that's um, what she said. Anything else? I don't think so. I think that's it. All right. Um, should I play anything? Am I missing anything? As far as like, we don't have next week. I'll play your upcoming song. But what? What is that? One hour? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, it says two. I was like, what? Um. I was like, no way. We've been here for two hours. It was like forty minutes a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Um. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Killing it. Oh, shit. Oh, you know what? Unplug your shit. I can't play anything without that shit. All right. Peace out. Okay. Line me up. Swear I'm getting faded. This career of mine is going out to all the chicks I dated. First I couldn't get them, then I got them and they dumped me, then I got them and I skated, it's whatever, now they love me, I'm so chilly, really, I could see my teammate in a million.
Philly And if I'm the man in LA I'm the man in any city for now I'm anonymous They don't know the answer But I'm what the problem is The real is back You fall